Today's daf is daf Gimel, second page in Chagiga. Yesterday we got down a little bit past halfway down the page. See the tosis that begins with the word Cheresh? Well, in the middle of that tosis, look at the Gemara, there's a word Dorosh Rava, right in the smack in the Gemara, about two thirds of the way down the page. Dorosh Rava, might have said by Yafu the Pasik we just quoted. How beautiful are your feet, are your feet, are your steps, are your feet, in um, shoes, Basnadiv, O daughter of Prince. What does it mean? Kamenon Regalin Shesra, how beautiful are the feet of Bnei Yisrael, Bishashalom, the Regal, when they come up, Regal, when they come up for the Shalash Regalim. Basnadiv, the daughter of the Prince. What is Nadiv? Nadiv from Lashon of giving, Nadova. Bito Shel Avram, the daughter of Avram. We are the children of Avram Avinu. Shenikra Nadiv, who is called Nadiv, Shenemra Nadive. Amem Nesafu, the uh, the princes of the nations will gather again. The dove, not just like prince, but mean the one who is the donors who give Amalek Avram, the nation of the God of Avram. Amalek Avram, Amalek Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov. Why is he only? Why is it called? Why is the pasuk David Amalek calls them Amalek Avram? Or also the children of uh, of the people of, of Yitzchak and Yaakov, the God of Yitzchak and Yaakov. Also, why only the children? Avram, Avram, who was, who, was, who, um, who, uh, who, you know, only not only Avram, who considered God, uh, God the, considered Hashem to be his God, but also Yitzchak and Yaakov. Okay, Avram shayatchil game. Avram was the first of the game. He was the first proselyte. He was the first one to become a Jew. The first Jew. Tosus points out that it's the, he was the first one who was commanded to to do the mila. Nobody fame more than other people weren't commanded a meal. So he was the first Jew. So this is called Nadiva, giving of himself. He gave of himself to God. So that's what the puzzle was brought down because we mentioned Pa'amim as meaning what? Pa'amim, we said before, taught us that a person who doesn't, who only has a stump, if he doesn't have a full foot, is Potter from Ali Larego. And we said the word Raglayim is to find me that he's lame in one foot, meaning he's not permanently, it's not like a, necessarily a permanent, like he's missing a leg, which can't be a, you can't get a new leg, you can't be a, can't be replaced, but a person who's lame can be healed as we saw yesterday. We could take a taxi. Take a taxi, right. right. Um, Rav Kana, they could take a camel those days too. The point is that right. you're putter. The point is you're putter. You're not required to, it's ideas that you're, oh, the regular person's putter. We said a person, a person can only hear in one ear. You could also walk. What's the difference? They can't, they can't be bringing Mitzvah regular. Those are what the Torah says. Again, doesn't, the Torah gives a Torah for a person who's, 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 there obviously is an implication that has to be. I said take a taxi. I wasn't completely joking. Yeah. In other words, today you could take a taxi. Right, right, right. Correct. But I'm but saying you're that not, then your feet are. No, exactly. no. It's not the issue. The issue is that you could have gotten there too on a camel or a donkey right. then too. No, the issue is these are the about, about, about regliant. Right. No, but it's it's based on a puzzle. Right. And it's a puzzle. What do we say yesterday? Said a person who is deaf or dumb. Right. Meaning, de- <laughs> and we, we explained yesterday that that deaf and uh, deaf or dumb certainly means that he could have a 300 IQ. He could be intelligent. Right. But the Torah still gives a Torah for that, based on a pasuk that he's potter from Hakel, therefore he's potter from the case of Ri'ah. Also, he's still high from Karb Simcha, but he's potter from the mitzvah of Ri'ah. That's what the pasuk says. We had also the drasha of, of um, that uh, you know the Shaila is if he can't see because he's not like Hashem who sees with both eyes. There was also machlokas yesterday. One says yes, one says no. That's what we're discussing here. That is, it's not based on a svar necessarily. Now these two members that we said were both of Tanchum. That he said, if he's if he's deaf in one ear, he's potter. 
and we said if he's a lame, that was a most of Rav Tanchum, those people are part of Maria. Since they were said by Rav Tanchum, we're going to bring now another thing now that Rav Tanchum said, although it's not related to our issue of Yantif and, uh, and uh, Re'iya. That's why it's brought down here. Midas of the famous Drush that says in Bereshis, when Yosef's brothers threw him into the pit, it says that the pit was empty, there was no water. Why does it have to say Borek and also Aim by Borek? If it says empty, empty is empty. Don't I know that there's no water? Why did it say it's empty and there was no water? That one might tell you, Of course, this is a famous Drush, every kid learns, Chumash knows this, Rashi brings it down in Bereshis. That Baborek and Bamayim tells you that even though there was no water, it says a Baborek. The pit was empty. Why does it say there's no water? Empty is empty. If I tell you here's an empty glass, there's no water in it, isn't that redundant? So the point is to tell you no, to tell you there was no water, but there were other things in there. There were Nachashim and Akravim, there were snakes and scorpions, which were, uh, which were um, fatal. You know, they could kill the guy, and still uh, Yosef's brothers threw him in there, and through Nisan, he was saved. These two rabbis, it was Yontif, before you're supposed to go visit your rabbi on Yontif. So these two rabbis, went to visit Rabbi Shua in Pekin. Pekin is a famous city in Israel, in which, if I understand correctly, there's always been a Jewish presence. I met once a guy who used to deal business with Moshe Shemesh, and he was uh, not even religious, you know, but he said, I said, where are you from? He says, no, uh, he's from Israel. I said, yeah, I'm from Israel too, but where are you from? You know, like people say, where are you from? Animi Ramo. Yeah, I know, but where, where did you originate from? He says, no, he really came from Israel. He says his family never left Israel. They didn't go to, to Poland or Morocco or, or Iran or someplace. They've always, there's always been a Jewish presence, and that's one of the but cities that have a presence. It's basically Arab, right? It's, there's a Jewish there's presence. A Jewish presence there, but, but he, says, he says, no, in all the village. thousands of years that we were in exile, right. there was always Jewish a presence there. in the city of Pekin. He said, Where it's in, nor- in the north, I think in the, Gal- in the Galil, in the Galil, yeah. But it's in the center of the country. There's a, Jews today, have been there. there's always yeah. been a Jewish presence there. Anyway, so he went to his Pekin. Omelahem, we're the first of the wide lines of Gemara. So the Rebbe said to Bishur, Bishur said to them, okay, what did you guys learn today? What did they say in the base matters? I wasn't there, I'm in Pekin, what did, what did you hear? Omelah, they told him, we don't want to say, Tamidchanu, we're, we're your Tamidim, we want to drink your water. In other words, they didn't want to say anything. We'll see why they were afraid. But they didn't want to say anything. He said, what did you learn today? He says, I don't know. We came to hear Torah from you, Rebbe. We didn't come to teach you. You ask a grandson, what did you learn today? Yeah, 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 right. So you what's he said? That's right. <laughs> well, we were at recess a lot. You right. know. What did you learn today? I don't know. Omelam. Afal Pekin. So he says, Afal Pekin. He says, even so, Shavais always quotes this line. He says, even though we're saying the same, we're learning, you know, what are we learning the same? Well, I'll just listen to the shear from seven years ago. Or why don't you listen to this review? Whenever you learn something, somebody's going to bring something, somebody's going to say a question, somebody's going to think of something. There's always some new chiddush, even though you're learning the same thing. You learn the chumash, you review the parashish, there's some new insight that you'll have. He says, please, and uh, even though uh, you, I know you're coming to learn from me, but you must have heard something new. Shabbos Shemiyosa, whose turn was it in the base matters? Right? So Shabbos Shemiyosa, this goes back to the famous Gemara Brachas Chavches, that, that uh, Rabbi Gamliel uh, had to fight with Yeshua, you know, he kicked him out, and this and that, and then they, they deposed Rabbi Gamliel, they put Rabbi Gamliel Nazari, who was young, and he grew the gray beard, and all that, but they wanted to make peace, so basically they split the duties, you know, they split, sometimes Rabbi Gamliel gave a drasha, sometimes Rabbi Gamliel Nazari a which different Shabbos, and they took turns. 
So as long as it's Ari's turn, what was I got? What were they? What was he discussing today? What's Rosh Hashanah? Hakal. He's discussing Parshas Hakal, which is what we mentioned at the top of this stuff yesterday. That's how we learn out the Olet by Reio. You're also Potter if you're deaf or dumb, based on Hakel. It says Parshas Hakel. Mamadosh, what he does? The pasuk says Hakel. So I'm gathering the people on Rosh Hashanah the men, the women, and the children. If the men come to learn, and the women come to listen, not necessarily to learn, Tosis points out, this is not like Ben Aze, who learns that a person is mechuyif to teach his daughter Torah also. In other words, she's supposed to listen, listen, yeah, listen, without understanding. Well, Reb Lezman Zayi says he's supposed to teach his daughter Torah also. So, okay, but at least we understand what the adults are there for. Tough lama bain. What do the children come for? They don't understand. It says, That was his Russia. To give schar to the ones who bring it. And that's what Tosa says also. Then, and that's why we bring kids into the shul today. Not if they're going to make trouble, but they bring kids today. Even though, if you know kids can't daven, they don't understand what's going on, you get schar for bringing them in and being, and, and accustoming the, you know, getting them accustomed to a brave of the Torah. Is that chinuch also? That's even though they don't understand everything at this point. Like Rewine like points out that you t- they used to pa- pass the pushka around in the school, even though kids only had, what, a penny or two pennies. What are they going to get? You know, how many pennies are you going to get? The white, what twelves is that going to be for the, for the uh, poor people? But you have to get a child accustomed to putting his hand in his pocket and taking out a coin. That's important. Get accustomed to giving stuck up. Um, Pardon? Where do they go? That's how the schools raise money. Oh, so okay, the schools also the schools also poor people, you know, you know. Um, so you know the you know the famous line that they 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 that Rebbe was a kadosh, you know. They said his hands never went below his belt. So he says, I also so the rabbi said I also have a lot of a lot of congress who never never reach below their belt, you know. Okay, but it's a point. It's a point. It's a big thing to learn to give stuck on. You know, we get angry sometimes. If a guy walks in, middle of davening, and he's bothers you for money. But it's a good thing, you know, to give stuck. Rabbi said also that you know, what do you know? The whole davening I race to. I don't know. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about all the places I have to go to. I don't have one minute of kavanah. The whole davening. Maybe the only thing I got out of showing up in shul is that I gave this guy a quarter. You know what I mean? So don't take that away from me. Also, the other anyway. thing he always I've heard him say more than once is. Better him than me. <laughs> right. Rabbi That's better. awesome. That's why right. I exactly. better him, better than, him me. than me. Exactly. Give him the shekel. Exactly. Won't exactly. Hurt you. Or give him the old 50 shekel note, which apparently is not going to be worth anything anymore. Why wouldn't they come up with a 500 shekel note? We don't need another 50 shekel note. Why don't the Americans? What if, why don't yeah, the Americans? What's wrong with the 50 shekel note? It's no good. They're coming out with a new 50 new shekel note one. now, well, a green one, so you won't be able to tell them between the 50 and the, and the, and the right. 20. They come out, they ask, well, who needs another 50 shekel note? Come out with a 500 shekel note. Why don't the, the Americans? There's no five, there's a hundred. Right, right, right. Why don't they come out with 500 shekel notes? I don't know why. Don't why know. is there a 500 dollar note? I don't know. Tough one. Yeah. To give them stuck it. They have to get permission. They have to get permission. The Americans have to get permission from the Colombian cartels first <laughs> because they've, they have most of the money is with them. But oh, Dorish. And another thing that, who was the darshan? And now, another thing that he darshan, we were talking about Rabbi and Azariah darshan in the base medrash, that the students are telling who they're, they're telling Rabbi Yeshua this Russia, but O darshan, the other darshan, 
Es Hashem Hamarta Yom. You praised Hashem today. Hashem Yerchani. Hashem praised you today. You may be something unique in the world. Chativa is like a loved, especially unique thing. I'm also going to make you something special. I'm going to make you something special. You made me Chativa. Hashem. Ben Israel is being miyachad Hashem. They're making Hashem unique. Vaniya says, and Hashem says, I will make you, the Jewish people, unique. Shneemar umi kam chay Israel goy bechavaretz. Also, as we say, umi kam Israel goy bechavaretz. When it says devar yom kotsus and devar yomim, umi kam Israel goy bechavaretz. Isn't that also? We have a similar that it's, we have a similar lashon in the pasuk, right? In the pasuk in Chumash, umi kam Israel goy bechavaretz. Like Mikhail Mishra, that, that Lashem's Mikhail Mishra is from Devarim, but it's also similar in the past. Anyway, we see that Hashem says, look, who's great? Who's as great as your nation, B'nai Yisrael? Vafu Pasuk Vadarish. And therefore, now who also is Pasuk Vadarish? So Rashi says this from Blazim Nazaria. We just quoted the two Tamidim, Blazim and Chisma and Rabbi Yochman Broka, quoted these matters from Rabbi Shua, the Hakel business and the Es Hashemim Rechayom. And then Rashi says, and he added another thing. Vafu Pasuk, and he started adding another drasha. Mashah says that Vafu is Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua says, oh, nice boys. You told me what Rabbi Lezman Azariah Darshan. I'd also like to tell you a drasha. So Vafu is questionable. Rashi says it's Rabbi Lezman Azariah. Mashah says that it's Rabbi Shua himself. The Darshan himself gives. The words of the Chachamim are like goats, like ox goats. What do you mean? Like sticks that they used to, to um, you know, to uh, direct, to prods, prods. Like prods that direct the animals. Uchamasmaros and like nails in the tuim who are, which are planted. Bale asufos, the masters of the gatherings. Nasnu given meiroachas from one shepherd. What is this pasuk speaking about? Why is the bechacham, which means the bechacham? Why is it compared to a to a prod or a goad? Why? Just like this prod, this goat, this goad directs the animal, the the cow. In its furrows to go to bring out life. In other words, to bring out vegetation, uh, plants, etc., uh, uh, things that you're going to harvest to bring life to the world. The same with the divrei Torah. Also, or direct the person from uh, the ones who learn the Torah from. Uh, the ways of death to the ways of life. You might say, well, an axe go to something you could just pick up and it's, it's a metal and you can move it away. After very tall, metal can also be movable. In other words, they're not fixed, but you, know, you could you could say we we uh, we dismiss some of them now. They're like metal They are no. They are nails fixed in permanently. But a, but a nail, when you think about a nail, diminishes, it doesn't add on because it makes a hole in the wood, right? So it takes away, it doesn't add. After the Torah, the also maybe diminish and don't add on. They are like plants. They are planted. Manatee is that part of it. Just like a plant, a plant grows and increases and multiplies. After the Torah, also part of it. Baliasufos, what about Sufos, the men of the gatherings, the masters of the gatherings? They sit in gatherings, they sit in the base medrash, the Oskim, the Torah, and they, they, they study the Torah, meaning they debate the Torah. These guys say it's Tomei, they say it's Torah, they say this is also to do, they say it's Mutadu, when you come to saying this aid or this coin is, is puzzled or not, you say they, they, these guys say he's puzzled, these guys say he's kosher. Shem Yomer, you might say, well, if all these machlokasin are about, if everybody's fighting, how am I going to learn? They're all given by one shepherd. One God gave the Torah. One leader, Moshe Rabbeinu, taught it to us. From the mouth of Hashem. 
from the master of all doings, In other words, it all came from Hashem. All the, all the Devei Torah come from Hashem. So again, how are we supposed to distill this? Make your ears like a funnel, which takes in a lot at the beginning and filters it out and only lets out some at the end. But Buy yourself, acquire for yourself a heart of understanding. To understand the, under, the understand the reasons behind those who are matame and those who are matar. To understand the people who, I, who prohibit and those who permit. Those who those who um, uh, who wholesale, those who say that uh, they. they um, What's the word? The ones who say it's caution, the ones who say it's possible, the ones who say that it's, that it's okay, and the ones who say that it's no. They stamp it that it's uh, not okay. Right? That's what he told them. Sometimes the idea is you're supposed to distill it and then come out with a psak if you can learn. If you can't learn, ask your rabbi. In this lesson, he said to them, If you have a blazer in your, in, your, uh, you know, in your community, there's no dor yasum there. Interesting. So if he said all this, it sounds taka like the marshal is correct. That was Yeshua said that, because why would Rabbi Lazar Benazari say that about himself if Rabbi Lazar was saying this whole drasha? So, or maybe, or maybe it's simply maybe after after Rabbi Lazar said all this, then Rabbi Yeshua said, obviously, Rabbi Yeshua is saying, if Rabbi Lazar Benazari said those two things, or those three things, according to the way Rashi learns, then Rabbi Shua is saying there's no a, a nation that has Rabbi Lazar Zarya in it, a, a, a generation that has Rabbi Lazar Zarya is not an orphan nation. Uh, so why didn't they say right away? Why when he asked them, when uh, Rabbi Shua said, what do you guys learn today? He said, listen, we are, we are your tummy, we come to learn from you, we don't want to say anything. Mishimaisa Shek is of a story. The Tanya Maisa Yossi Bandur Maskis, the story of Yossi Maskis, when Chalchak went to visit Rabbi Lazar And again, we see Rabbi Lazar, like many other rabbis, they were tough guys. They were tough, and they wanted to stand up for Torah, and they didn't take things, they didn't suffer fools. Omer Lo, so he said, Rabbi said, what did you learn today in the base matters? So he answered, they answered, they didn't say, we don't answer. Rabbi Yossi right away answered, they took a vote, and they decided, which are what we call today Jordan, Transjordan, which is on the other side of the Jordan River, in Shviyas, they take Maisrani. Why? Because he's saying effectively there's no Shemitah there. There's no Shemitah. So the rabbi said, what do you do then with it? So even though we gave Maisrani in this third year, in the sixth year, the sixth year was just last year, you know what? You can give my you give Maisrani to them also because there is no Shemitah in Amunamal. Amulo, Yosi, shout your dech, take out your hand, spread your hands for Kabbalah and Necham, receive your eyes, meaning you should be blinded. What? What did you do there? It's like, again, this curse, we'll see, he takes it back afterwards, but Pasha Yadav Akibal Einav, and he got blinded. He couldn't see, he lost his sight. He says, why? Uh, in other words, he was upset. Why was he upset? Because what do you mean they took a vote? This was something, Allah Lomosh Misinai. It was Allah Lomosh Misinai that, 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 that the, uh, the, 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 the Ole bubble were not going to be Makdish there, and therefore it didn't have a Kedusha. And it was so, so that their Niyam would have what to eat. Otherwise, if there were Yishmit like throughout the whole land, there would be nothing to eat. That was like Yivu, uh, the eating the Yivu, uh, the Paris from Chutzlaretz. This gave him an opportunity to eat something. The secrets of Hashem are to those who fear him, and his covenant is to those 
who are known to him. Meaning, again, sometimes if, if the people don't know what's going on, they're like fools. tell them, don't be concerned about your vote. Shishami Rabbi, I have a Kabbalah from Rechman Zaki, heard it from his rabbi, and his rabbi from his rabbi, it's your vote here. It was set up originally that those places should never have the Kushas Eretz Israel, so that uh, you can give out that, 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 that they wouldn't have Shemitah there, and the Anim would have what Matam, Why did it work out the way? Because Harbi Korchem Kavshu Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim, the Old Mitzrayim were Kobesh many large cities. The first Kedusha was not Kosher Loslovo, they owned Kedusha for that generation. But after the destruction of the Basin Migdash, when the Old Bubble came back up, they weren't mocked just that land so that it should be for the poor people. If they were Makdash at the first ones and the second ones, then they don't need a third one. Then it's called Shalos Lavo. It doesn't need a third to do Shalos Lavo. After Rabbi Lazar cooled down, Rabbi Lazar cooled down, that's how it is. That's the lesson there, too. You find this so many times in Shas that a rabbi gets upset. And he says something, and you know the guy died, or he lost his sight, or something happened, became lame. Then he took it back afterwards. You know, it's a lesson there too. It's a lesson there too. But you know, they had the power to bring it back. I guess you know. Tanabezo Shota. We mentioned that Chayushat Vakatan are potter from Ruiya, and we said not a regular Chayushat Vakatan. A regular Chayush, who we said deaf and dumb without intelligence, is potter from all mitzvahs, right? But from all this Ria, we're talking when we talk about Ria, we're talking about a Chayush who's deaf but not dumb. In other words, he's intelligent. We always mention a shota. What is the definition of a shota and imbecile? Hayot Zichibel, if he goes out alone at night, where it's obviously in a dangerous area of a long basic verse, he sleeps in a, who sleeps in a cemetery, only an imbecile. But Makarov goes up, he tears his clothes. He's got to have all those. If, he's got to do all three to have the definition of an imbecile. If he does any one of those things, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's an imbecile and he's part of the mitzvahs. What are we speaking of? If he did it in a stupid way, like he just doesn't care, and he, like, and he could see that he has no intelligence, even if he did one of those things, he should be, he should be labeled an imbecile. If he didn't do it in a derech and if he did it, maybe there was some intelligent reason for it. Then even if he did all those things, maybe there was some reason why he did those things. You're right. If he did it, maybe he did it for some reason. Maybe they were testing something out or doing something or whatever. If there was some intelligence behind it, obviously it's not a shota, but he did it in derech shtus. But what's the chiddush then? Why do you need all three according to Rav Huna? Rabbi Yochanan says you only need one. One. You only need one qualification to make you an imbecile. Balambes, of course, I think they should Maybe he's trying to waken up the spirits there. He wants to get a little of tuma. He wants to get the shadim there to help him with sorcery, etc. I may think there's a reason behind it. Usser as is it forbidden as it is, but it doesn't show that he's an imbecile. I think that's what he's thinking of the government. Or if he goes out alone at night, maybe he got, he got a sickness. Rashi brings down two kinds of sicknesses. One could be like a uh, psychiatric thing. He had some psychiatric problem or depression, and he went out because of that. Or it could also be something that he got very hot and he needed some air. And as he went out, maybe there's some, re- I might think there was some logical reason. Or if he tore his clothes, maybe he's thinking he was so preoccupied. Sometimes a person is so preoccupied in thought and thinking that he just tears something without realizing that he did it. So any one of those things, you might say, what? well, there may, might, might have been some logic for it, but Kivan does no good, but once he did all three, Havalu is like Hamish Nagach Shor Kamar Vakamal. Mar discusses in the, the Babakama 
if he if a shore you know a shore gored three times, then he's already a muet, and the and the owner is responsible to pay in full. But does he have to shore, does he have to gore the same kind of an animal? Let's say he gores a lion and a tiger and a camel. So is that a, is that a muet or not? So that's like once he did, once he gores all three, then he gores, so then he's like a he's a muet lechaldavr. So if he did all these three things, then you could say that he's an imbecile. Then, then he's a mulechol. That's the Rafuna Svara. But Rav Yochanan still stood his ground and said, any one of those things makes him an imbecile. In other words, labels him as such. What's an this big. You might say, what's the difference? He's a fool, he's a fool. Yes, an Let's say he gives kedusha to a woman. Is she, is she betrothed to him? There's a big, big difference. If he's an imbecile by proving himself being an imbecile by one of those things according to the Yochanan, kedusha is no kedusha. It means nothing. She can get married to somebody else. There's big nafkaminas in halacha about this issue of what's considered a shota. Amra Papi Shmila Ravuna, if Ravuna had heard, had he heard, part of time this we learned, Ezu Shota, what is a shota? Zem Amit Kolmashinosma, whatever you give me throws away. He destroys whatever you give me throws away. If he would have heard that, he would have he would have recanted and he would have also agreed that you see that, that Republic said if you, you throw away everything yet, he would have also recanted because tearing his clothes is like uh, is you know it's like throwing everything away. So you see one thing is enough to make an imbecile. But the question is, in other words, would he have recanted from the one, one of the three things where he tears his clothes? Had he heard the Republic said, if a person destroys everything you give him, that's like tearing his clothes, that, that alone considers him an imbecile. So that he, then he would, he said, if you tear your clothes, he would have agreed that you don't need three things. Tearing the clothes is enough, is, is, is equivalent to what the Republic says about destroying things that you give him. Odilma Mikulu Haviharabe. Or had he heard what Rapapa said about destroying everything you give him, he would have recanted on all accounts. And, he's, and he would have said that any one of those three uh, would make you an imbecile like Rabbi Yochanan Shita. That question stands. But in any case, he said, Rapapa says, uh, had Rafuna heard this that we learned in the Brysa about Aza Shotas and Mabakaza, then he would have recanted. But we don't see that he recanted. Very and, we, and we see, and we do see, Yerubi Paschal, and Ramasin Sabasal, like Rabbi Elfanan, that any one of those things makes him an imbecile, and that goes with the Brysa, that if you do one thing stupid, you strike me, give him that, that it qualifies him as an imbecile. So it's, it's a real. Strange discussion. It's a strange discussion. It's a very simplistic look at mental disease. Right, it's mental disease, but. but very simplistic. Very, 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 think, of, think about the Shaila today. It's not applicable to today. No, no. Sorry, that was out at night alone. It's a big deal. No, 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 in a dangerous area. In a basic forest, tearing his clothes? No, no, no. Oh, sleeps. No, no, no. But yeah, that's we did all three. We said we said any one of those things. A man who sleeps in a cemetery. Why would a man? No, unless he has a reason. Okay, unless he has a reason. I would think that. That's what Rufuna says. But Rufuna sleeps in a cemetery. Yes, but Rufuna. No, no, no. But Rufuna says. Okay, so if he's homeless, fine. Okay, it's answer. If then you say there's a reason for it, but it's complicated. You know, as Rabbi Yochanan says, any one of those things makes him an imbecile. Making imbeciles a real halacha l'maisa. You guy, a guy, a guy, or he wants to be yotz, wants to be chauffeur. Let's say, let's say he blew chauffeur. He blew chauffeur. Right, that's it. Well, dumping the yom is not so bad, but he blew chauffeur for you. We have such a thing today, like chauffeur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, certainly we have people who are clearly, you know, not intelligent. But the shadows about things, for example, we have a lot of you know uh, kids today who have uh, Down syndrome or whatever, and they have bar mitzvahs, and there's a shadow, but you know, so every, every kid has to be judged on his own. Right. I guess the rabbis have judged on his own. But he's a real shadow because if he marries a girl, say he gives kedusha, and she accepts kedusha, is it kedusha or not? You know, t- today you have all these things with kids who aren't all there, and they, they live together, and is it considered a marriage? Not considered a marriage? The rabbis have to decide these things. So the Gemara at that time gave an example. You remember, at that time, if you slept in a cemetery, you had to be out of your mind, you know, because who's out in the middle of nowhere? Shade you know, him, shade him and things like that. There were shade him, shade him, or a person who just tears all his clothes. I mean, it's obviously pretty crazy, right? Or the other thing is about uh, what? About. Um, Going out, like going out at night, 
Hollywood. So where are you going out at night? And Derek Akhorish, it's not so bad yet, you know. But uh, certain places, you go out maybe for, if a guy says, I'm taking a stroll in the middle of Harlem or someplace like that, when Harlem was bad, I don't know what it's like today, then maybe it, it would be considered a shelter. Anyway, so you have, to, you have to decide it. You have to decide what it but is. This isn't I still exclusive. like a horse better, yeah. This huh? isn't exclusive. No, those are examples. Those Obviously, are examples. there are other cases. Those are exam- of- but those are examples. Those are examples that were apropos to them. Did right. something like that, they would qualify him as an imbecile. And, and he departed from mitzvahs. All right, we'll pick it up tomorrow, mitzvah with the regular.